Welcome back to another Nameless Podcast <laughs> with Jessica, Danica, and Lexi. We've narrowed it down. We've narrowed it down. We've narrowed We're it down closer. to three. And those comments are coming in hot to help us pick. Oh, heck yeah. By the time this launches, we'll have a name. Yeah, by the time... We're probably speaking out of... Out of term. Out of term here. We probably do have a name. If, if you're hearing this, there is a name. And it's a can't great post name. It. It's a great name. I love that name. Yeah. I'm so happy we picked We're this. vibing with this. <laughs> it's been going great. So for the next couple podcasts, we're going to highlight each of us for everyone to learn a little bit about us. A little deeper than just the surface level track stuff that we run into people and tell. On this first one, we're going to focus on Danica. Oh. <laughs> I felt the sweat start from here. <laughs> this was a surprise. We didn't know who was starting first. So Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's deep dive. We're going to deep dive. I think, I think we got to start it from... From the beginning, okay. where what what was the first dirt bike you got, and what was the story of how you got it? Oh, geez. Okay, so I'm Tanika White. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> yeah, we didn't really do an intro on this yeah, one again. Yeah, this is, we gotta work on your. This. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the last one I'll vote for me. I think this is great. This is how we get into it. So yeah, Tanika White. I'm. I had to think about this the other day. I think I'm 31 years old. <laughs> And I got my first dirt bike in 2000, right around 1999-2000. We were like super heavy hockey family. My family from Saskatchewan, classic hockey fam, you know, you grow up. We moved to Calgary when I was super young. And my brother and I both played hockey. And it consumed like a lot of our time. And at the time, my mom wanted us to have a family-orientated sport. And she suggested, why don't we get into dirt biking? Because my dad used to dirt bike in the 70s back in Saskatchewan. And then adult life hit him and he had to go to school and do some stuff. So I feel like he would have rode the whole time if he had that opportunity. So my mom suggested that. And we went to Blackfoot Motorsports in 2000. And it's amazing because everything's just come full circle. But we went there. Picked up three Hondas, one for just likes that Honda word. Yeah, I like that. I like the sounds of that. That's that's Honda in a nutshell right there. Family <laughs> Honda. Yeah, it was like classic like XRs. Like I think my dad was like on an XR one hundred. I was on like a fifty. My brother was on a seventy. Like it's oh, like a photo forever ago. And um my first riding experience was it was just wide open field. No, it was in a parking lot. And my dad thought it was a great idea behind a shop to bring us riding in the parking lot. And I like full whiskey throttled under a semi truck into a fence. And he was like, nope. (laughs) Loaded us up, brought us to a field. So so there's places to start. So we've all been there. Like literally when everyone's like, oh God, like they're so embarrassed. Like literally all been there. (laughs) Everybody's got to start somewhere. Yeah. So that was, that was my first bike from Blackfoot. We bought it from Ron Newman. Oh, who's who's our guy still at Blackfoot, right? Wow. So have you let's have you ever had a bike from anywhere other than Blackfoot? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can totally get into that. But uh, Blackfoot is where it started. And then as like through my adult years, I worked in dealerships. So I was at Psychworks Foothills for like, Um. oh, like seven or eight years. So that was like a big part of my life. So that was my shop during that time. So it it went Blackfoot and at Blackfoot. The first people to help me out with gear to size me up was the young kid JC Sites there. Oh, slinging, that guy. slinging fox gear at Blackfoot, right? So oh, wow. like, I don't know, like young. <laughs> He's still Not young. young. JC's still young. <laughs> but I was like a just like super young kid. So he got us geared up. And then um, so yeah, JC and Ron were our guys. Jess Foster worked there. It was like a super rad Whoa. time of the industry, right? Yeah. But after that is jc had sites go so we went to sites go after blackfoot would have been our next shop and they were a yamaha dealer and that was in calgary you rode yamaha at one point oh yeah we were big i think like i had like a msn name for a while that was like just all caps yamaha and like just like <laughs> emoji smileys like i was big yamaha guy <laughs> yeah. all right yeah so like Funny. the switch when i went from when i went to ktm in 20 
11 that was like big for me i was like oh my god like this is this is wild like it's I'm almost like you got on the ktm early too i feel like they still sucked then oh <laughs> <laughs> i feel like 2011 they wait i think it was a, it was a 2012 model though okay when did they change like when did they start getting good? i think that was when they were like when did they start yeah getting good? they were like there was how do we time... mute you no no no, no, no. Like, there I was a was time like... where ktm was a you're like talking bike. when they had like the holes in the shroud yeah like, yeah, yeah it was wild there was yeah. a time when it was a wild bike now they're like top notch obviously oh yeah but... the, this was like when they had like the new chassis and stuff okay okay yeah all right so you're yeah right. so yeah kind of <laughs> might need to ring the bell and get back on top of here but yeah first bike 2000 honda blackfoot okay that's a that's a classic bike and a, what a time too like 2000 like they had the blackfoot honda team going pretty hard oh yeah big race that's team cool mm -hmm. so that's what year cool. what year did you start racing yeah so we just casually rode from 2000 like through my youth we like i thought we were being serious but man i was just such a pain in the ass <laughs> like bring to the track i'm like always hungry <laughs> Oh, something's never changed. So nothing's changed. Yeah, nothing's changed. <laughs> nothing has changed. It's still the same, guys. Like when people are like, "Oh, my kid don't doesn't like riding. Like they're showing no interest." I'm like, "Bro, I was such a pain in the ass as a kid. Now my whole life surrounds this." Vegas <laughs> replies like, "But did you bring snacks? Yeah, like have ice cream." <laughs> so yeah, so we like rode casually. Uh, we started at McLean, so like off road riding as a family. Uh, it was just my dad, brother, and I, and then my mom ended up getting a bike. So then it was us four, and we were like using this to go, go like camping. And then we found the track in Calgary. So that's when we started riding moto. It was just super accessible, easy to go to. It was 15 minutes from any anywhere in Calgary. And then at least we could go there after school instead of going off road. Mm -hmm. And um, so yeah, we rode there for quite a bit. And then we learned racing, just like Tuesday night mini moto racing. Oh, yes, they existed back thing. in the 2000s. Yeah. And it was like, legit like everyone should go to tuesday night moto still like they still exist at the track oh, i was like a moto oh yeah you just show up it's just like tuesday practice like no, no. practice tuesday night wild rose gate drops like i think really? like five bucks and you get to your parents have to stand there and flag and oh wow that's awesome he's been doing it this whole time but yeah like when so when i grew up it would be like todd Sula racing my brother uh dean wilson so we all did like tuesday night mini motos I'm like being laughed like a billion times. Just <laughs> <laughs> so that's where like my racing started. So I thought that was serious. It wasn't. And then... <laughs> you were racing Dean Wilson. Like you could put that on the rest. Dude, yeah. So when people like come and they're like, "Man, like I'm kind of slow out there," I'm like, "Bro." <laughs> I was so hyped when Dean would lap me like for the third time in a moto because I knew I wouldn't get the last lap flag. Like it was gonna be done. <laughs> that's a good sign absolute hazard so yeah so we did that and then my dad brought us through like the provincials so we raced like the alberta series and just like mostly moto it was again just for fun as a family we'd use it as like our summer camping and then at the time um my mom had like remarried into another family they also motoed so it was sick we just had this whole gang of hooligans riding so it was just <laughs> it was super low-key but i really didn't start taking it serious until my last year in high school i kind of like started getting that realization like hey moto sick like i want to put in the effort i want to try i've heard everything about like this national series like i'm like doing pretty good at super series like let's go <laughs> national, right and i was like yeah i guess 18 19 and um was gonna go do my first national series and i broke both my legs oh the weekend before <laughs> I feel like that's common. I think like you're not the only one that right before a national day. Hundred percent, because you're like you're like I've done this a billion times, but like let's just go out there and flatland the finish line at Calgary. Is that where it happened? Oh, <laughs> just eating off that finish line, and it's the same as what it is now. Probably smaller. Like I don't know. Like I've done it before. One fifty. I was on my beautiful one fifty KTM, just full, just yarded it. Um, but what happened is I landed. I didn't crash, but my talus bone jackhammered my tib fib. Ooh, nice. Left one annihilated, like 100 pieces, right one 50 pieces. So they just kind of like, at the time, I'm like, maybe I sprang my ankle. We're going to be at round one still. I don't see why not. Yep, definitely. Um, Dad loaded me up in the truck. <laughs> don't need an ambulance. You can still talk. 
classic moment. So we go to the Randy. hospital, get that all figured out. But that was like, I like, because I, I, Jess and I, and we've all talked about injuries and stuff, but that's where like you and I kind of relate on this is I say that was like a super defining moment of my life because I'm at the hospital, just got hurt riding. And I'm like, realize like, I love moto. <laughs> Isn't that so sick? <laughs> like you're just like, and like everyone's like, oh, you're not scared of it. I'm like, I just love it. I just want to be by the people. I'm like, all of them are, those are the only people that are reaching out to me. And at that time, like, you're just out of high school. You have all this pressure on you. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to go to school. You're going to do this. And like, I had all these things lined up. You're like, just out of like shitty high school relationships, which you think are the world, right? <laughs> And then you're like going through all this stuff. And I was just kind of at that moment in my life that I was just felt lost. And I'm like, it was so humbling that it just put me on the path of like finding my true love for the industry that like I wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah. I shuffle by like six o'clock at night because my legs absolutely hurt. <laughs> hurt but yeah, that's how I started working at uh, the bike shop was like shortly after breaking my legs so like in a wheelchair started with a bike shop or when you were <laughs> so back on your in feet the wheelchair was like hey i probably need a job <laughs> <laughs> so that's when i reached out to jackie sites jc's wife being like hey any openings at the bike shop and she's like oh that's jc so yeah so i ended that's up amazing. at that time sites go was just about to turn into cycleworks so that's when i started as reception at cycleworks foothills in like 2012 whoa yeah fresh off of just busting my legs but it was <laughs> a great cool story yeah. that's crazy that like getting hurt like there's a good portion of people that lay in the hospital and go never want to ride a dirt bike again but there's like that few percent of sick fucks out there <laughs> that are like i just can't wait to be back on my bike <laughs> like, yeah. i just can't wait to be back at but the track it's also so cool that now looking back i mean what is that 11 years ago that those people that were there when you were hurt are still in your life like heavily these like today yeah. even even like when you first started the first person that put gear on you that's is so cool AC. totally it's that's nuts it's just all insane, his right? fault and like and yeah and jc like taught my brother and i lessons and like technique and stuff like that so yeah it's it's insane that like that's how it has come full circle and i like say that all the time it's like you're kind of like a billboard for yourself like people will come into your life and you don't even expect it and then all of a sudden it'll just reroute like year after year and you're like whoa that's that's wild how things just come together yeah it's crazy it's like it's as much as like people say like moto family moto family it's very true it's like you meet these people and when you first meet them you're like oh that's a cool person you don't realize like like these 50 parents and 50 kids and stuff are seeing all these people and it's like well, you're going to be around these people for the next, like, 25 years, probably, <laughs> or more. And it's, like, such a small <laughs> industry where everyone, I feel like everyone supports everyone. Yeah. And, like, I learned that a lot. And anyone that's kind of, like, riding and they're trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives, like, go work in your local dealer. Like, you will learn so much about the industry. And, oh, it just makes me so excited talking about it because it's, like, my my favorite memories have come from working in a shop, bike shop or, like, being at a bike shop. and fresh out of high school off of injury i'm thrown into this bike shop i i have i'm like still like oh like what school am i gonna go to and like i ended up staying there for seven and a half years i met like the most amazing people ever and it's like it's such a small industry that working i started as a receptionist there worked my way up into then selling like parts and accessories and then you realize oh my god like that fox gear that you've been wearing all your life like the people are right there like they're just on the other side of the dealer and they're building the gear designing they want input they want to hear everything so yeah. realizing how small that was and like it got to the point where jc like gave me every opportunity ever to work my way up which is amazing because like yeah in any other industry like you don't start as a receptionist and then all of a sudden go to like help <laughs> like assistant manage a shop right at yeah. like i don't know at that time it probably was like 26 and the cool thing is just like my side of it like i love like the fashion the design the gear the innovations like when they come out with a like a new color gear like that that shit <laughs> drives me nuts like i love that like something like, you don't gotta look fast in a photo like that, you look fast in a photo like that is so bitching right so like that's like my side of it so when we get to be like connected with these like distribution companies and it's just so 
so much smaller than you think it is. And it's just like, yeah, go work at your dealer because the experiences that I've had, like I explain it as we got to this one point at PsychWorks where we had such a good relationship with Fox because we were kind of like one of their key dealers that would do bookings early and stuff. So then you get to go to go to their head office and see the gear coming out for the next year. And it just like shows that that like day to day grind in a dealer. You also go to this head office and you're like, holy shit, like everything I did in that dealer like fuels what's happening here. Yeah. And then you like see all the back end stuff that goes in here and the designers and the people that have been there for over like 20 years and they're just like the raddest humans. And they also share that like passion for the industry and you're just like, you just get goosebumps talking about it. And then you're at this amazing place where you're seeing all this like design being pushed. And this was at the Fox HQ in California. And then you go to the Supercross and you see Ken Roxon, AC, and they're all just like decked out in this super sick gear. And you're like, it really puts into perspective, like that dealer is out there grinding it out. All dealers started because they had a passion for the industry. They didn't, they weren't yeah, just like, 100%. hey, this is going to be a great money grab, right? <laughs> so all like the rad <laughs> stories that you hear from these dealers, it's just, it all just comes down to that one moment. And it's like so surreal when you get to like put all those points together that like, this is how small this industry is and it it's so awesome like it's so rad everything about it just makes me so hyped so yeah that's the my takeaway would be like if you're young old whatever you're just looking for like a side gig a full-time gig like that dealer it's gonna be there support it go work there yeah it's sick that's super cool yeah i can relate in a lot of different ways obviously like working in dealer too right so I just love like hearing your passion and your excitement come from that. And I think, I mean, you were in a smaller dealer, then you went to Blackfoot, which was like much bigger dealer and then into like more corporate or like like direct, I would say with, with being involved in Fox. But I think what you did so well through that whole journey is like having those experiences of like starting as a receptionist, making your way up and then going to that working with Fox, I'm sure you were able to provide so much more value on the dealer side because you were actually there like, digging in the trenches, I guess, For in sure. a way, to give them that feedback to help build that brand. Yeah, you could totally speak to this. Like, you've been in all these spots as well, too. It's just, like, super cool because it's, like, we have kind of the exact same experience of, like, how you're working through in the dealer and, like, seeing the back end, and we always get to, like, joke about, like, the fun things that happens behind the scenes, and you become a professional shipper receiver you know it's like how the hell is this happening but it's it's super rad and yeah like going from like ground level all the way yeah to corporate but like starting in a small shop like psychworks like i've got friends that are family from that and like we still laugh about like the stupid stuff that have happened there and like the funny times and time goes by so fast like i hate when like i'm gonna say old people and it's gonna sound so bad but like when elders are like time goes by so fast that's me i'm like i can't believe it's like it's been like over 10 years since this all started and then yeah we go from this small shop vibe and it was actually super wild because at psychworks i like helped start the team cwf which is like the ambassadors of riders um Psychworkers was just a shop outside of Oak Tokes. It's not there anymore, but it was there. It was a KTM Yamaha dealer. And we, yeah, did a bunch of gear and accessories and stuff. So we started this ambassador crew. It's like, that was like, my big passion was kids and families coming through the sport. Cause obviously that's kind of where I came from. And I just wanted to like share that stoke for the industry. And then it was actually at one of my Fox trips, which I mentioned um, how you go to these Fox trips and you go to HQ and I'm with them. Um, just a bunch of other dealers you get to meet these dealers you don't really know where they're from unless they like tell you right and i spent the whole weekend with this one group and by the end of it i realized it was like pat chambers from blackfoot (laughs) actually i don't even think i realized it till i was home and then he went back to blackfoot and asked somebody he's like hey there was this like chick that was super stoked on moto like what's happening like and at this time um psychworks was getting new new management and I just like went and sat down with Pat and I was like, hey, like, this is my passion. Like, I love the youth and the kids and like, this is what we can do. So then it was like a perfect transition into Blackfoot, which is crazy because we go from like a shop of eight people to 70 people. Yeah. So it was like totally different vibe. Really cool to see that side of it. And same thing, like they gave like Casey and I at the time, 
the opportunity to like be able to like plan these things. So we started the BFR Moto Crew. Same thing. It's like a ambassadorship for kids and youth working their way through it. Kind of like community gathering events. And then um, Casey and I put the footwork into doing the learn to ride. There's like a Kawasaki learn to ride. So there's a Seacan now at Wild Rose there where they do learn to ride. So that was like a big thing. But I was at Blackfoot for, I think, just under two years. And it was great. Like working with Rod Newman, Megan Newman, like we're selling gear, slinging gear again, making stories like the funnest, the funnest shit. So were you friends with Megan before you worked there or that friendship just like brewed? So I knew Megan from like knowing Ron through like buying bikes. We were all kind of like always acquaintances. But I and then she started dating Casey Johnston, mm-hmm. so Charlie's brother. So you guys are like sister wives. Totally, but yeah, but then we started working. <laughs> Maybe that's not the right term. <laughs> so yeah, so then we started working together. And, oh man, like oh, the greatest time. So we worked together at Blackfoot, and then um, after Blackfoot, I went to Fox Racing Canada as the Alberta rep. So I did moto gear for Alberta and Saskatchewan, and that was only for like a year, and it was right at the start of COVID. So oh. it was like. It's a bad time. It was like, it was a super weird time in Alberta, but it was like, I'm so grateful for that experience because at that time I got to go to every dealer and like talk to them and kind of like see how like they're relating. And it was just before COVID was going to hit. So they were going to, it was kind of Alberta was at that lull. Mm -hmm. It was like, everyone was kind of not like a depression, but not sure what was happening. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so it was super rad. We got to like see all these dealers and hear their backstory. And that was like the like, coolest part because I would just sit on the couch with like some of these dealers and they would like tell me their like rad stories from That's the past. Cool. And I'm like, this is so sick. But it really made me realize that every dealer has started because they had a passion for it at some time. They might not have that passion anymore. And like you hope they find it again. Yeah. But it was so cool. Like just going around like they're older people that they were like us at some point in this industry right just like paving the way for all of us so that was just so cool so I loved working with the dealers I loved being like a in between like it was it was a rep job but I always said that I was there for the dealer like anything that they needed I kind of could relate like whether that's just like putting stuff out and tagging it for them so that was super rad so I got to kind of learn where all those dealers were and then that transitioned into the marketing role at Fox and then I kind of do that as like contracting on the side right now so like athlete gear so that's like like i said like i've i love the gear i love the look i love the athletes like yeah. that's danica summed up into like one bulb is like just hitting out a super sick kit i think anyone that's ever met danica yeah anytime you hear the word fox or think about fox it's danica white yeah yeah <laughs> and you're like the face at this point i'm that's, kidding that's oh, like, yeah. and it was like tld for a bit like i love live breathe tld but yeah and then when i was at psycho works we got to meet like the crew behind fox and shaddy at the time was the um manager for north america and he's amazing guy so yeah, that really just like changed our passion going to these dealer meetings and seeing the back end and meeting the whole crew and they're they're all family like they're they're I know all the US team now cuz it's funny like seeing them as a dealer and then working with them like yeah. It seems like we've known each other for a super long time but full circle. Yeah, full circle moment. What what do you think if you could pick like moving forward your dream position would be like whether it's at Fox or Gear Brand or like what's the dream position? Well, I still like I love working with athletes and gear like anything to do with like the fashion side of it that is like so sick like I love prepping gear athlete gear coming out with their plan for the whole year like even it's hilarious like I'm pressing Lexi's name and number on her jersey so I'm like dude this is gonna be so sick like she knows everything before I do so I'm like extra excited because I'm like I know she's gonna pick something good I'm never concerned I'm not worried about it yeah like that type of stuff is like my ideal spot like I love yeah. like coming up with that plan and then like activating on stuff like kind of like what we're doing with like surf and berms and stuff where you can like Lexi and I and like Jess was there this year with Red Bull how we got to do like a women's activation there so it's like a bit different than the athlete side of it but it's it's still with the moto like it's just kind of I yeah. guess that like marketing position is is my favorite where it's You're so good at it yeah so like you, ha- you can like see a vision from start to finish and like execute it perfectly That's meanwhile i'm over here like i can barely make a phone call I can't. yeah but you guys you get are it. Done. Done. there's like a drawing on my kitchen table right now that is so dope and it's like 
It started with a drawing in a random notebook, and I guarantee by like January, February, that's going to be on a shirt. And it's going to be so <laughs> with dope. our epic podcast name. Yeah, the podcast name that we know right now. <laughs> so sick. No, that's super nice. That's but yeah, that's like cool. the stuff I like. But I get squirrely on some stuff and just got to like hone in on one. But yeah, I think well, I think living it, it right now. So yeah, right now we're doing like a bunch of stuff like. Yeah, 2023. What? Let's talk about that. I mean, yeah. there were some like big changes that have happened last winter, yeah, and have kind of like changed where yeah. you are right now. I feel like everybody like heard and like there was talks. Everybody, yeah. Curious. So it was kind of like so I was full time gig with Fox, and then COVID, all this amazing stuff happens. It's like wild because like silver lining with covid made like moto explode explode and like bikes in general like how sick is that like i'm walking outside and there's somebody on a bike no matter what like pedal bike dirt bike motorcycle anything crazy so sick i love it but i don't like (laughs) (laughs) so like yeah my full-time position ended and it just really like made me be able to just like merge into everything else that we were doing charlie at the time just I think he put his res. Yeah, he was done at the track, and we're he was doing his suspension, the CGR suspension. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I was like, "This is awesome! Like, I can help him with his website. Yeah, I can just be in the tank scrubbing and stuff." So <laughs> we didn't know like what kind of the future held. So we like really dove into yeah. the suspension game. It's been super rad. I say I've been like clickers and stickers, but really, I'm just like my favorite thing: scrubbing suspension <laughs> and like <laughs> wearing my apron. So yeah, we've been doing that, and then like surf and berm stuff was able to plan events and do more stuff with that so it's kind of we said like berms we do everything like see if that and just laugh at that <laughs> it yeah. just keeps but there's, there's a lot growing yeah we're in it just send it our way we're ready to go yeah. i guess i never really thought of it it's kind of been a big year for you and charlie like you guys kind of dove deep into like some real big projects and it's like super yeah. successful yeah and like yeah for him he like left his 12 year career job to just also jump into it as well too so it's kind of yeah it's weird we're all just like jumping oh, cool. into these things like yeah two feet like no nothing on <laughs> go plant the do you think that had anything to do with like covid being like kind of like anything can end at any point like this is kind of chaos yeah I, I think it was just like a passion especially with like the suspension side that charlie's had for like so long and he just loved doing it that he was just like one to just go right into it and then he did it for a year like on the side mm-hmm. and he's like okay now is the time he's got his like crew set up at the track and like those guys are still there ripping around and then he's able to ride and still be like on that end so yeah i think it was just like but yeah covid like made just blew up everything right yeah so. yeah i always say like everything happens for a reason and i think like that is the definition of it like yeah. b- the way you guys are able to like support each other yeah. and what you guys get done in a day and you guys are like the most wonderful people. I mean, anyone that's ever interacted with you guys, I, no one has anything bad to say at all. Yeah. And if and if they do, I will fight them. Yeah, but- I, I would love to hear it though. Like I, I want to hear it at this point because well, I don't think uh, anybody's got it. Like nobody says anything bad so ever. Because yeah, I love like, like Charlie and I are able to go riding and then we like, we it, it's hilarious because we did work together at PsychWorks. So, like, when everyone's like, well, how do you guys work together? Well, like, I I won't put it on record. But I was his boss. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing's changed. It was so funny because Charlie came to work at PsychWorks because he was at PsychWorks Calgary for a bit. And then I think JC sat him down and was like, hey, like, if you guys are fighting, like, I'm going to have to fire one of you, right? And he's like, I got to keep Danica's. <laughs> so Charlie's like, yeah, I don't think we'll fight. So we did work together there for, like, a lot of years because in the winter – he was usually rehabbing from some moto injury with like a surgery so he'd just come work there in the winter okay. as like a parts guy yeah so yeah so we've worked together it so That's yeah. it's really cool to see like you guys both supporting each other like he'll come out to like surfing berms and you can see him like slinging tents and stuff and then you go over to your house and you're just like doing whatever you do with shims or something <laughs> slinging them you sling shims, shims. <laughs> I've heard I've heard you say shims like four hundred times, and every time you say it, I'm like shins. Like my shins are okay. I think. Do you know what a shim is? Not a fucking oh, clue. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll teach you next time. So yeah, no, it's been rad. So still in the industry, but yeah, it's been like a super wild year, like on the work side of it, but like great because it's still like doing stuff with you guys, and then yeah, yeah, just having fun along the way. And then you you completely planned Camp Huckabuck somehow in between. 
pretty much all by herself. Yeah. Literally. Just absolutely amazing. Yeah. And it turned out like just did you like did, like I don't this is kind of a weird question, but did you expect it to go like maybe it didn't go as smooth? I don't know. Half the time I was puking. But... Just makes it, oh wow. Did it did it feel like <laughs> Jess doesn't know what water is. <laughs> no, 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 no. Did it feel like like it went as smooth as I viewed it as or like was it chaos for you in the back i like run super high stress when any <laughs> when anything is happening yeah but like i thought it went awesome like i'm just i'm like i'm still on cloud nine by that every one of our rides this this year whether it's camp huckabuck or just like our community builder ride mm. has been just so rad because it's like the whole community i say it all the time it takes a village to show up Everyone's there, like, boots on the ground. Lexi and I and Charlie went and, like, we put trail in for two days before. It was, like, the most fun ever. I'm, like, we showed up with, like, the demo bikes the day of. I'm in Van's shoes riding behind Lexi. Like, I'm, like, this is, like, such a vibe. Like, it's just so much fun. But, yeah, it's just everything. Like, it, it took a lot. And we had so many amazing sponsors and people helping out on it. But, like, Camp Hawk Buck was definitely, like, my favorite moment just wrapping it up because you're just like this is so surreal like we just had a full women's event that's not racing in canada it was it was sick so yeah i want to keep doing it it's funny because that's like how lexi and i first started on our adventure of all things (laughs) adventures is like we were like we want to do this women's camp out i was like dude i've always wanted to just call something camp huckabuck (laughs) and this was like what three years four years we're like that's so I don't even know how it happened. We were like sitting in a sweet parking lot yeah. drinking Starbucks. And it was COVID because we couldn't go in. Yes. Oh my yeah. God, it was COVID. And we're just trying to have some Buckies in the parking lot. Oh my. <laughs> we're just like growing out. Like Lexi and I like really just have like come close the last few years on, again, this like common thread of just like giving back to the community and like we love this industry and yeah, it's it's sick. That's so cool. How do you stay like, like obviously in the Canadian industry, especially like nationals and stuff people kind of are like some there's a there's a group of people that are just like a little bit down on moto they're a little bit like negative like you can tell they've been in the sport for a little too long and they're maybe jaded they're doing something wrong yeah like i don't i just it drives me nuts that like people are just like always complaining always being negative it's like are we all realizing that we are at a dirt bike track and like we're <laughs> making money kind of like we're sure. this is the dream like when we were kids this is what we dreamed of like how do you keep that like level of pumped so high i think you gotta like take a step back like even like myself when i was like nationals is so serious like and i put so much pressure on it and it's like looking back on it i'm like bro <laughs> Tanika, you're like don't be stressed about this but i think you just my biggest thing was like when I realized that there's no stress of going there, like this is your vacation, you're taking your days off from your job <laughs> to go to this race, like you better be having a fun time. Like yeah. it doesn't matter if you shit the bed, you can't do the finish line double at the M International because you absolutely <laughs> suck at geeky jumps. Like you just gotta laugh about it and have fun. And like that year that I realized that like you just gotta go there and have fun is like the best I ever road and the best placing i ever got and then from there that's when i got like top three in the canadian nationals and then was able to do top three again and then got fourth and then now they let those east girls come race (laughs) i sure changed my top three fast but (laughs) i think you just gotta take a step back like we all get there we all get like grouchy about the sport or yourself or you just don't know why you're pissed like maybe some stupid rule comes out and you're like ah curse the man but it's like they're doing a job too like it's not they're not doing it for free either right so i don't know i I had that year and i ended up showing up on a 1996 honda cr250 instead of doing the nationals right because i was like i didn't have a bike that i could race but i probably couldn't race that one either but we're like let's just show up and have some fun yeah just that's amazing just go have some fun go camping to your favorite spot with your bikes and just refresh right that's so cool because i feel like i very much relate on that definitely like the last couple years where it's like you can still do rad things and you can still race and if you're not having fun like what the hell is the point you know Mm -hmm. right and (laughs) and when i think back to some of the things that we did this year i like I have fun at all of them and it completely <laughs> changes your outlook on the whole thing and if you're just gonna get mad at yourself and everyone around you like 
you're doing something wrong. It for sure does. It's funny because it gives me goosebumps because you're like, yeah, this was so much fun. And it's just like, it's just that mindset shift where it's like, don't put that pressure on yourself. Yeah, you want to do good. You've put the work in. You're training. But it's like the rad thing about Moto is like at Wild Rose, we've got like 60-year-old, I'm going to say dudes because they are dudes, at the track that absolutely shred. And every time I see them out there, they're just sawing the front end off of like an 18 year old kid that also is a pro. And I'm like, I want to be that guy. I'm like, I've got like at least like 28 more years to get faster. Like, at least, at least. I don't know. This is my outlook is like, when you put a helmet on, like, nobody can really tell how old you are. And it's like, dude, they're getting better each year. Like, they are. Like, if, that vet class is stacked. Dude, right? And, like, you're not <laughs> done. Like, I love when people are like, oh, God, I'm 25 and I'm, I'm aging out. It's like, that's the thing about Moto that I love so much is whether you're racing, you're just having fun. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your size, your height, your fitness. Like- Bike capabilities, anything like even when you look at the pro ranks, like look at Ricky Carmichael versus anyone, right? Like you got yeah. Ricky, you got <laughs> AC, you got Barsha, you got all these different bodies. Like even in Canada, like our top ten guys, like even at home, like our yeah. fast guys, we've got dad bods, we got right, like it's <laughs> out, out, say the name, say the name, say the name. But right, like it's like bikes don't discriminate on the individual like, yeah no, you know, no. whoever you want you know my favorite um who my favorite guy at the track is robin dolman yes he's exactly. like yeah he's one of the guys i don't know how old he is he's over 50 for sure i think yeah oh yeah he like oh, shows sure. up on his kx 500 he's one of them that i'm saying he saws the front end off <laughs> he like shows up in his old ass van from like early 90s with team shrinkage up the side of sure. his bike Ooh. and uh from his from his chiropractic job yeah shreds until he runs out of fuel and like kicks everyone's butt yep loads up and goes home after he runs out of fuel yep and that's it and he and he rips he's a legend oh yeah and like cerny like he's gonna be like there's like a handful of those guys from that generation that are built different i bet they're all gonna be insulted that we're calling them old guys too like in their they they think they're like like these young generations (laughs) don't know what it's like like literally dolman's the one making fun of me for being a Making fun of me for being a woman. It's so funny. I like roll up and I love Goldman. He's like my favorite guy ever. He makes me. Yeah, I'm just like, that's who I idolize. Like, literally, when I'm mentioning like these old guys, like, I'm like, that's who I want to be when I'm older. And he's not, he's not that much older than me. But like, he, I show up with my dual sport. He's making fun of me for having a headlight, for being a lady, and beating all these other older men. He's razzing them. He's like, oh, look at this chick that just beat all you guys. He's like, what's a kickstand? Like, it's like the greatest thing ever. It's like, you just gotta like take that shit. It's so funny. Yeah. And I love it. Like, I, like these guys have like rad stories too. But yeah, oh, I bet. it doesn't matter. You just put a helmet on, you can. Do whatever your desire, hopes are in the moto industry, right? I love it. It's very cool to like have that sport and have like knowing that we could do this forever. <laughs> like literally, For I will real. probably die at a track. <laughs> like, yeah, like when real. I was a kid, there's only like a few women that race. Like I definitely like they're not like what it is now, where you yeah. can have like eighty girls show up at a Burns night. But, like, when I would line up, there was one lady, she probably was over 50 at the time, it was Kay Atwood, and she rode, like, years and years and years, so she's, like, veteran of the sport, and she was, I I don't even know if she still rides, and then, yeah, there's only, like, a handful, so it's, like, yeah, you can, you can be, like, whatever age, yeah. like, even showing up to babes, like, how we're at babes in the dirt, oh, yeah. like, again, all ages, mm-hmm. there's, like, women that are now coming back to it, there are women that... I genuinely think that in the next five years, again, to throw racing into it, Walton ladies vet class. Oh, that'd How be sick. sick would that be? Like, that would be so sick. Class. Imagine, like, it's stacked to, like, all the old gals, like, Dude, the fast girls would come back. Sure. Like, it would be, it would be a gnarly class, and we'd all be still chasing the dream. You know, everybody would want Oh, yeah. That. Everyone would be just, like, yeah, like, so competitive out on the track. Too, yeah, like, nothing's better than being on a gate and everybody being like, ha, 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 we're joking, we're joking. And then suddenly the 30-second board goes up, and everybody's like, safe. Definitely not one Yeah, yeah. It's, like, so fun, so fun. But then as soon as that gate drops, it's like, it's a 
little catty out there. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> like that. It's still a competition. Yeah, it gets day, right? it gets aggressive out there. Yeah. Oh it's yeah. Funny. It's real racing. Yeah. Let me take our helmets off and we're fine. Yeah, we're yeah. like, oh, you know, we're just gonna go have a fight. I don't know. There was a fist fist fight at the Super Series this year. We're not gonna throw it out there. Yeah. You're doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, <laughs> it, it has to happen sometimes. I like it. Yes, it's like the complete opposite of us. Where she's just like the savage, like probably like planting the seed for fights. Yeah, yeah. Remember, like at the start of the year when Lexi and I did our like intros. Like you're like, oh yeah, there's gonna be some good drama this oh, year. Yeah. And we're like, I think it's just like about the community. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like trying to spice it up. I'm like, say sick. Like you yeah. say, like things to come. Oh yeah. There's so many more women riding, and um, like the we say it all the time, but the marketing, the back end, like there's work being put in. It's a fun thing to go do, whether it's just riding, racing, whatever. We're gonna see more people showing up in general. I think. Yeah, okay. for sure. So that being said, what's uh we got plans for twenty twenty four? Yeah. Twenty twenty four, Berms, of course, we're gonna have some fun community builder rides and then Camp Huckabuck in July. And um we're gonna do some lessons. Lexi and I are gonna do lessons. Racing, hopefully there's a schedule that gets released because usually those are the couple of races we wanna hit. We like doing like the West Coast Nationals. I wanted to do Walton this past year. But I separated my shoulder. <laughs> so hopefully Walton 2024. I just want to go and do that trip. I've never been past Manitoba to ride. So I think that'd be rad. Um, yeah. We say we want to go to River Glade to just see that track. And yeah. Be... We all, I think, I think we need to put that on yeah. the how schedule. About, how about some off-road? Oh, Ooh, oh yeah. Drag you to an off-road race. Well, oh, those SORs. I wanted to do that. There we go. That's a that's great a, start. Oh, yeah, I think that'd really... be a great one to start at. I wanted to do it last, last year after nationals, but again, uh, dipped my shoulders. So <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got the we got the off-road bike for it. So yeah, yeah, definitely that's on the list. And I just want to do like some fun stuff. Like we we talk. Like we want to go to BC and do some like island dual sport. Like. Ooh. Charlie's gonna kill me for saying this, but I want to put a surfboard <laughs> rack so bad on my dual sport. Yeah, but he says I'm gonna fly out like crap. Can you surf? Like, can I physically surf? Yeah. Have you ever been surfing? Just like river surfing. Like we don't oh, have. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Here, you right? did that. You did that with yeah, Dexter, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. But no, I want to like open water ocean. Surfing. You've never done it though. No, just behind the boat surfing. So yeah, we got. So go you've to never done it, but you're gonna strap your bike well, for it just for Calgary. I could just strap my surfboard to go to the river. I think okay, down. okay. Should okay. figure this out. Yeah, so that's that's bucket list. I don't think it's uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, it would just be like fun trips. Like Lexi and I did Kukanusa at Easter, random sporadic trip, yeah, and like fun. those types of like. I love those weekends. Like you just go out with your bike, you're sleeping in a tent, you're eating campfire food. Yeah. You can't beat it. It's just like the best. That's it. Yeah. That was like my favorite. Yeah. That gets me so fired up. It's like right before we got on the pod here today, I'm like, we're leading up to Christmas. (laughs) I'm sitting here with these three girls. I'm like, how do we leave all of our families for Christmas and go (laughs) 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 Like there's so many, I feel like there's like all these cool tracks and stuff that we want to go, go try and events. And like, that's one of the reasons that we wanted to do this pod is like, if we go to these riding areas, we can share that experience. And then, Maybe More that one person can. will go try it or they'll like want to try a bike, right? Yeah. So. I've heard enough podcasts with like two or three dudes that it's time for oh, geez. chicks to get in there. And these two are just like non-confrontational. Don't say anything like that. And I'm over here like just spicy. <laughs> this is where we awkwardly laugh. <laughs> where you have like the angel and the devil on the shoulder but jess is just like a little chili it's like water <laughs> and they're over there just water <laughs> cooling yeah. it down no i think it'll be sick and like i hope rad experiences like that red bull experience that we did this year it was like the coolest activation um red bull reached out is before lexi raced outliers and it was getting ladies that have never ever been on a dirt bike before on a dirt bike that was cool it was sick like how sick was that and like these girls shredded and that girl came back like she came to the last like one of them did yeah she crushed it so like that was so sick just to be able to like have that experience with women and like then we got to meet like epic photographers and filmers that we yeah. follow on social that was sick <laughs> it's just so cool to be able to link all those up cool. yeah and i feel like these are like the cool experiences that like social can give you where it's like you get to connect with these people after the time and like before yeah. time and yeah just if anything like that comes up like i feel like 
Lexi and I have said we want to go to Iceland. Like, there's so many cool things that you can do on bikes. Like, I don't want to just travel. I want to travel somewhere that I'm going to ride a bike, you know? Like, I'm like, oh, that'd be so sick. And maybe eat, like, ice cream and cheese or, like, add some good coffee. You're speaking my love language. So, literally, the podcast started with her going to the track and your parents said all you wanted to do was eat. And now you're just still full circle going to the track and eating. That's that's what we called the apre mono. We'll rate the apre mono at the track. What did you have for snacks during the race? Maybe, like, a burrito. Is that your go-to snack? Every every Sunday we're at a track or we're somewhere. Danique is like, so are we gonna get Sundays up? <laughs> Ice cream is it Sunday? You gotta get Sunday. Sundays on Sundays. Okay. Yeah, no, I think that that'll be the plan. Do you have like a bucket list event or place or anything like photo related? Like thing I want to go do? Yeah. Oh man, I, I feel like I've got like the top three. Like Iceland's definitely on the list yeah. after doing the like Cake Electric race and meeting. Anita and she's from Iceland and she races the off-road and moto series and at that time like Lexi and I were doing lessons and I was like that'd be so sick to go over to Iceland and race a motor race on black lava soil oh like so rad and like do some dual sporting so that's definitely like a bucket list item of mine and then I really want to try that like seashell track in BC I've been saying this for like years and where's that it's it's like on the Sunshine Coast, where you have to take the ferry. This is what we were just talking about. This is where we're going over Christmas. Oh, we're yes, literally here. We already have a plan to go. This yeah. is literally so not even like next year. Time. And then there's Coast Gravity <laughs> Park, which is like a mountain bike park there. I, I think it's closed during the winter, but it would just be like such a sick twofer where you get to go like ride your dirt bike and then go to the sick like gravity fed park. So that's maybe more of like a spring thing, but those are those are two on my list right now. And then just throw a third in there. Let's go to Europe. Let's go ride some bikes Ooh. overseas. Why not, right? Uh, like a MXON or something. That'd be amazing. Oh, MXON. Yeah. Well, there's talk England. Kale and I always talk about before he moved here that we were going to do this like Euro trip and we we're going to save for this Euro trip where we'd like take a month off and try and hit like a bunch of. Oh, like just I feel like yeah, it got it got like thrown around like when we were all in a group. With I think we've all agreed to this. And then I think was, we like, just go to an Airbnb and we all go to England. Yeah, I'm in. Well, I think we're doing it. I think, I think like, that's done. Book that. Yeah. I think, I think we booked that. But I think just like traveling with bikes and like being around bikes and yeah, just any excuse to be at the track, I'm in. Or anything around bikes, I'm in. Yeah, and like that's seeing okay. those different cultures too, right? Like, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. like, those are like big plans. Definitely like 2024 plans. Like It's likely that it all of those could happen in 2024. Yeah, be like on the pod in March and be like, we just checked all these off. Yeah, we have to come up with new bucket list <laughs> plans. Is. I hope so too. It's not It's not impossible. No. So the yeah, way just... our lives are going right now, it's likely. Yeah, just everything's <laughs> out there. Oh, and like Supercross is starting soon unless this is launching. <laughs> After Supercross, who knows? So, like Anaheim won. Always rad. Like the Anaheim yeah. rounds in California. Yeah. So good. Rad. So, I mean, that all being said, I mean, lots of experiences, lots of things that you've done. Is there like, like, could you name your like number one or top three or hmm. like favorite experiences that were moto related? favorite experience that were motor related maybe that's like a hard question wow you know like the, the things that like come to mind that are just like really out there would be the sweden trip with cake mm-hmm. to race the electric bikes that was just like i just still feel like i'm on cloud nine because i have no idea how that all happened it was through <laughs> social i thought it was a fake thing to start with <laughs> and then all of a sudden i was in sweden i'm like this is the coolest place i've that's ever so been cool that was just so surreal um and then being able to meet because like lexi and i were like talking before that just like athletes from different areas how you can still ride bikes not talk the same language that was it i was just like living breathing that and like bikes was just the key thread there so that was so much fun and then like my second key moment would be like the first time i went to like the fox headquarters cool that was like a ground like groundbreaking like when I flew home and I just like looked out the airplane window and this was like as a dealer. So I wasn't even with Fox. This was just like old Alberta dealer to me. It's going there and just like experiencing that. That was like, like put a pin in that, that experience. Anytime that like I would maybe get down on in the industry or be like, Oh, what the heck? Like, I just think back to like that feeling 
Yeah. And I'm like, we've all had that at some mm-hmm. point. And that feeling was just so rad. So I'd say that would be like my second. And third, oh man, I would have to say Berms probably this year, Camp Huckabuck on Sunday when we like have been in the blazing central Alberta heat for three days riding bikes, <laughs> just chicks. And we're just like Sunday morning, wake up. We do this like amazing yoga class. On the top. Of on the, the yeah. top or of like a, a hill. hill overlooking Over the, the track, track with all these ladies that are like either still sleeping or just getting up and having coffee and everyone's like absolute buds by the end of it. I just like sat there and just like you like feel like you're in like a different oh, world, moment. right? Like yeah. like I'm like I'm not a big crier, but I was like, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I think just did cry. I think I did. Too. I think I cried too. I'm trying to say it, but like that was like a that was wild, right? And that I'm like and I feel like a bunch of people had that moment, even like some of the yeah. conversations I've heard after the fact, like some people yeah. just needed that at their time. And I'm like, yeah. I feel like I'll never really fully grasp what we're all doing with that. And yeah people, like mm-hmm. we're throwing it back and, and i think that go. moment was crazy too because it was so early and a lot of people didn't go it was yeah. just like a handful of people that like climbed up that hill yeah. for the yoga yeah and it was like dang you can't even explain what that it sounds weird like i'm not down for this weird shit even i'm like damn that was a moment like it was, we, it was, it was like moment. energy vibe man yeah. led it and like yeah. she's like part of our crew cool. right like and it was just so rad just to have yeah. this like human that like shares the same passion leading a yoga class with all of us ladies that and we're all like different able-bodied people right like yeah. we're all not yogis there so it, that was that was surreal so yeah those would be like my three moments right now when i just think of them those are good moments. That's amazing. That's so sweet. That. Yeah, that's that. sick. And you know what's crazy is none of those are like racing. Where? That's all like, oh, no. that's all like just moments at the track, oh, moments in the industry. I don't know, like go like, oh yeah, there's some good moments there. But like on the put on the spot, I'm I, I'm sticking with those. those yeah, are, those are good. Those are like so solid. It's like that's funny that racing with your family yeah. led to those sick moments yeah that's pretty cool i feel like a lot of parents like kids want dirt bikes and parents are like oh it's so dangerous and blah 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 like one of the stories you told there about breaking both of your legs so nonchalantly <laughs> but yeah nonchalantly and like we're not phased by it we're like oh yeah, we're like, oh, yeah that's pretty eh, whatever okay kind of standard <laughs> like Don't whatever my brace like literally legs. couldn't go to like sick events this year because dicked my shoulder yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like all this like terrible shit and then it's like all like totally smothered by like dope ass moments like that yeah but it's like super super cool not much beats it i know and then now us three are just here doing this thing so like i'm stoked to be able to talk about it now it's cool live it right relive it and just keep doing rad shit for the next however long yeah it's pretty sick i think we wrap that one there because that's a feel-good moment well thanks for uh sharing the deep down uh History of Thank Nico White. Yeah, Nico White. What a one. All right, that's it. That's all. Thanks, folks. Mm-hmm.